0: I aleph, uh, whistleblowing. Chazir Av Nachman Whistleblowing is glamorized today, and in, in some ways, so uh, it should be. It's led to uh, solving a lot of a lot of crimes and so on. But in whistleblowing, there's also a mortal danger to the whistleblower, and the mortal danger to the whistleblower is losh and horror. So when you are whistleblowing, you're either doing a mitzvah. Or you're doing a terrible avera. It's a little bit like we had in, in Yevamot. The reason that Yevamos is so, such, such one of the reasons it's such an interesting concept in the Sechta is if you get it wrong, it's not just that you, the the man's not doing the mitzvah of the yibum. If you get it wrong, the man's committing a major avera. If a man has, is doing yibum with his brother's widow. Then uh, that's an isur arayos to 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 have a relationship with the man's with your brother's widow. That's an isur. That's a terrible isur arayos. So you're only allowed to do it if our pihalochi yibum is is allowed, and you're doing it for the right reason. But if there's the slightest wrong reason, or it's not halachically right, then it's not just that you got you got it wrong. Then everything's then it's a terrible Aveira. The same with whistleblowing. It's either a great mitzvah or it's a terrible terrible avera. How do you know the difference? And we get this as a very fascinating piece of, of, of Gomorrah and really has, has occupied my mind a lot. It's a mischievous piece of Gomorrah. It's about, it's not tax evasion, but it's about a woman wanting to evade her husband's rights to her property. And the Gomorrah tells you how to do it. If a woman wants to make sure that her husband doesn't get rights to her property, there are ways she can hide it off in some haven where he can't get hold of it, and the Gemara goes right through how to do that. Uses the principle of Rabbi Shimon in the Mishnah. Uh, it's all it's all very fascinating. But in the process, the way the Gemara starts, we'll learn some of these understandings of um, of whistleblowing and lashon and hora. And this was a case of a ma- of a woman who had previously been married and was about to marry a second time. So she had obviously learned her lesson, and she decides to hide her property away from her husband, and so she gives it to her daughter. Uh, and then she got married and then she got divorced. And then she wants the property back from her daughter because her daughter was the tax haven. She just gave it to her daughter so that her husband couldn't get it. Now she gets divorced, she comes back to the daughter and she says, my husband's no longer an issue, I want the, I want the <laughs> money back. So they came before Rav Nachman, Kare Rav Nachman Lishtara, Rav Nachman tore the document up so that nobody could ever claim it. Claim it. The, the daughter comes to Rav Nachman and says, she wants to take my property back, but she gave it to me. He says, let me see. He, she shows the shtar, she shows the document. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman destroys the document. Now these characters are important to understand who they are. They're all medium of Shmuel. Uh, Shmuel was the Rosh Hashiva in the Hardor. Marukva was the Reish Galusa. He was the Av Be'ezdin at the time, and even Shmuel showed him, Shmuel was Marukva's Rebbe, but even Shmuel showed him enormous respect That's why uh, Marukva is the head of the Bezdin. He's the equivalent, and he's the Reish Galusa, which is the equivalent of the Nasi in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael you had the Nasi, and in Bovel, you had the Reish Galusa. The Reish Galusa was descended from David Amelech and was was acknowledged by the government of Bovel as being the leader of the Jewish people. So he was a very important person, and in the case of Marukva, it wasn't always so, but in the case of Marukva, an enormous Talmud Chochem as well. Uh, and Rav Anan is also a Talmud of Shmuel. They're all in the same uh, in, in the same yeshiva. Uh, and Rav Anan and, and Rav Nachman are friends. It's not as if they're enemies, they're, they're friends. But now Rav Nachman has torn up the shtar. Rav Anan blows the whistle. And comes to Marukva. He comes to the Reish Gilusa, and he says, "Amale Chazi Mari." He says, "Rebbe Marukva, have a look and see what's happen- happening." Nachman Chakloi. Nachman, literally, this means Nachman the farmer. Hechi Mekarishtare di Inshi. But Rashi says, "What is Chakloy?" "Eno Bakibed Dinin." Marukva Avbeizin Hayar. Rav Nachman doesn't understand Choshen and Mishpat and laws of Shtaris. This <laughs> Rav Anan about Rav Nachman. Um, and here this, this ignoramus, Nachman, he doesn't even call him Rav Nachman, tore up a star, And so this girl can't, the daughter has, has no rights. She's got no opportunity to, to, to hold on to the property that her mother gave her as a gift. So Marukva says to Rav Anan. Now you need to understand who Rav Anan is. Rav Anan used to learn Chavrusa with Eliyo Hanovi. That's who Rav Anan is. So Rav Anan comes to Marukva the Av Beisdin. All the whole Tana de Be'elio that we have, all the Midroshim of Tana de Be'elio comes through Rav Anan. So he's, a, he's an amazing character. Marukva says to Rav Anan, "Please tell me exactly what happened." He tells him the, the whole story: the woman who was married, got divorced, got the second time wants to get married, etc. Are you complaining about a shtar mivrachat? A document designed to hide property from somebody else, a creditor, the government, in this case, the husband. We've learned in the name of Shmuel, our Rebbe. I am a, a rab, Rav. I have smicha from the Reshkilusa and I have authority. If I get a shtar havroch, if I ever see a document like this, I tear it up so that nobody should ever use it because it was clearly only a vehicle to hide property. It was never intended to be a real gift. And then the Gemara goes on and the question: If it isn't a real gift, how come the husband doesn't get it? It's, all, it's fascinating Gemara. But that's not where we where we're going to uh, ba- what we're going to base on today. What we're going to base on today is an amazing <coughs> chofetz chai. So here we are, jumping forward from uh, the early time, the second or third generation of Amoraim. So we're going the kind of the fourth century. We're jumping right into the twentieth century. So it's a bit of a, t- a time, and we and the Chovetz Chaim has come to join us, and and the Chovetz Chaim is going to teach us this Gemara. Says the Chovetz Chaim. Firstly, the, so the Chofetz Chaim wrote two, Here are many Sforim, but the two important Sforim, apart from the Mishnah Brewer and many others for him, is, is the Chofetz Chaim, that's where he got his name from, and the Shmirat HaLashon. Those are two Sforim that work in partnership. The Chofetz Chaim are the, is, is, is the, all the Halachot, it's a Shulchan Oruch on Hilchot La'Shon Ara. That's what the, the Chofetz Chaim is. And the Shmirat HaLashon is the Musa of the laws of speech. So the, the halachot of the laws of speech and the musar of the laws of speech are these two two halachot. So are these two is for him. So the Chofetz Chaim writes, Be very careful not to tell other people how you were done down by another individual. Even if you know you're not exaggerating or lying in any in any way. And even if they're all the reasons the Chofetz Chaim has given, all conditions of heter where you're allowed to do this. And in this case, even if all of those conditions are there, don't do it. Check your intention. If you've been done down by somebody and you're talking about it, Unlikely you're doing it lishma. There's probably something else going on. You want you want to get the other person into trouble. So we've got to look at the inner place from which your actions come. That determines whether it's an isur or it isn't. Like with yibum, if a man does yibum and all the halachas are there, he's allowed to do yibum. But inside him, his intention is I've always liked my brother's wife, and the thought just crosses his mind for a second. That turns it into a from a mitzvah into a terrible averon. That inner place switches it. So with Hirchot Lashon says the Chofetz Chaim, there are many places where halakhically everything's fine, you're allowed to do it, but why are you doing it? If there's the slightest sense of you doing it to get the other person and not for the right reasons, don't do it, says the Chofetz Chaim. Now, under the the Sefer of the Chofetz Chaim, he writes the most amazing Sefer, the Be'er Mayim Chaim, the Chofetz Chaim as well, which is a parish on his own Sefer. He writes a parish on his own Sefer, Be'er Mayim Chaim, where he brings from the whole of Shassan, he writes the most incredible long essay on this piece that we've just learned. And I'm just, you've just quoted a a, a small piece of it. And he says, and so with the Gemarren Ksubis, which we've just learned... The Amar Le Ravanan Lamar Ukveh says Daf Pei Aleph and with Aleph but we're on Daf Pei I and with Aleph The Amar okay. Le Ravanan Lamar <laughs> Ukveh Chazi Mar Nachman Chak Lohichi Mikroshtara was the din, even the av din, even when Shmuel was about. What he's concerned about is the system of law in Bovil. So he goes to this chief justice, which is Marukva, and he says there's a row among us, Rav Nachman no less, who's exceeding his authority in making decisions and thereby making wrong decisions and doing this young girl out of what is rightfully hers, and so on. The Kavanat Rav Anan Kinat HaEmet Rav Anan only wanted the truth. Kadei Marukva Mizeh al so that Marukva will stop Rav Nachman from exceeding the boundaries of his authority. and that he'll reverse this particular case. And, and so he goes on. Um and in the brackets lower down, And from Marukva as well, there's no question, how does he listen to Rav Hara, Even though you're not know allowed to listen to Rav clearly he's Kavona. So the inner place, Ravanan is a man who learned with El Yoanovi If he knows that he's doing this Lishmo, he's doing it Lishmo. Marukva is the Av based in the time of Shmuel. If he knows that he's allowed to listen to this Lashonorai in order to fix the system, you know that that's all that he's interested in. This has got nothing to do with personalities and with, and with mischief-making and, and, uh, and rumor-mongering. The next paragraph. And from this story of Marukva, there's an important principle to learn of behavior. If somebody's saying that so-and-so did you did you harm, somebody comes and tells you a story. So and so did me harm, he he cheated me, or he did this, whatever. Even if the person who's speaking to you is the Chofetz Chaim himself. You know he's not exaggerating. You know he's not, he's not in any way dishonest. Nevertheless, listen to the Chofetz Chaim. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed to ask the, the reporter, the whistleblower, to give you all the facts. Because sometimes when he tells the whole story, the whole thing turns around. It's not what you thought it was. It's not what he thought it was. As in the case of Rav Anan and Marukva. Once Rav Rav Anan told him the whole story, Marukva says, this is the case of Shmuel. This is quite in order. That Rav Nachman was right to tear tear the, the, the shtar up. It wasn't his own psak. He was doing it on the basis of the psak of his Rebbe, who was Shmuel was quite right. But but Marukva didn't think of of commenting on the action, even though Ravanani is so indignant. This farmer, this this Amar, it's Nachman, look what he did. Marukva just sits quiet and says, tell me every detail. What's the whole story? Ravanan was so great. He had Gilu Eliyahu, we're going to learn further on. As great as Ravanan was, once he told the story out in detail to Marukva, the whole story changes. The facts are the same, but the story changes. And that you've got to be very careful. If somebody's telling you a story, you don't nod your head and say, really, how terrible, wow, is that what they did? You just, if it's important, if it's Loshan Hara, you just change the subject. If it's not lashon Hara and it's important to know the facts, and this can happen with parents and children. Child comes and and, and rats, rats on another child, a teacher in a class, a manager of a team. Somebody comes and rats on somebody, and you feel it's important to actually get to the truth because this is serious. You're responsible for educating your children, your Talmudim, managing your teams. But just check the facts. What was the story really? Get them to tell you the whole story because, in the telling of the story, the thing comes out. Says Moshe Feinstein, let's go even later. <laughs> is a teacher allowed to say to a class, if anybody knows who was responsible for the graffiti on the, on the wall, come and tell me. And that's an ugly thing to do. A teacher's not allowed to do that. Go and figure out yourself who did it. Check the cameras, do what you want. Don't make a child talk Losh horror. It will teach them to be make in Loshon Hora. To think that you know, if I'm asked to do two or whatever, I'm allowed to talk. You're teaching the child to be make in Loshon Hora. It's only if a child of his own concern tells the Rav. Then the Rav can listen to it. <samling Sami> but not that the Rebbe tells the Talmidim. the teacher tells the students, you, you have to tell me if somebody knows this, otherwise I'll punish the whole class. How often do you hear these things? It's a terrible thing, says the, 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 the Moshe Feinstein. <speaking DW orang-uchi> Even if the Talmidim are g'dolim. The man's, you teaching in, in the coil of Chazunish. And sitting in the classes of Chaim Kanievsky and all these great people sitting in the Kolo Chazanish and learning Torah. And you're giving a shir and something bad happens and you say, if anybody knows who's responsible, it doesn't matter. lo listen to these words. lo shayach bichlal shihu lishma. Nowadays, there's no possibility that it's being done lishma. Af even with the greatest in our generation. It's not possible that the intention is completely clear. And again, intention determines whether whistleblowing is a mitzvah or a terrible aveiro. And, and your intention, can you be certain of the intention, it says Rav Moshe Feinstein? In our days, it's okay with a Ravanan and with a Marukvah. But we don't have people today who learn Chavrusa with Elio Anovi. We don't know what our inner inner space is like, where we're really holding from an inner perspective. And certainly not with simple people or with children. There's no way you can be sure that they're doing it absolutely, 100% L'Shem Shemaim. Sometimes you do a mitzvah and if it's not L'Shem Shemaim, you haven't done the mitzvah properly. Okay, you haven't done the mitzvah. It's not dangerous, it's just you've missed the mitzvah. Or you've partly done the mitzvah. But here, if it's not the Shem Shemayim, what could be a mitzvah turns out into the most horrendous Avera. And so the inner place from which you come is something we have to have the capacity to check. And that's something we should be checking in ourselves all the time. We should just get used to that practice of just asking ourselves deep down, what's motivating me? Deep down, why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? And all the things that we do so that we get to know ourselves better and that we can be more conscious and more mindful of everything we do, particularly when Chas V'sholem affects the laws of Lashon hara